0: Storytelling is as old as time itself. Stories run through the lifeblood of humankind. But stories are forgotten as they're passed from generation to generation. My goal with this podcast is to prevent that from happening. To stop these stories from getting lost in the sands of time. I'm David Swiduck, and you're listening to Faded Words. It wasn't much of a secret, but it's the only one. The trick is don't think about it. By William W. Stewart. Tommy wasn't really a timid child. Sometimes he didn't understand things and was puzzled. More often, grown-ups couldn't or wouldn't understand things that were perfectly clear to him and he was more puzzled. Occasionally, such things worried and even upset him a little. Then mama and sometimes daddy would translate bafflement into silly adult terms and think that he was afraid. It was that way about the hole in the closet when Tommy was just a bit over three. Tommy wasn't really afraid. Mr. Bear was afraid, and the thing did puzzle Tommy, so he asked about it, but he never did get any sensible or satisfactory answers, and that did worry and perhaps even upset him a little. But he wasn't afraid, even before Daddy finally told him, Now Tommy boy, don't think about it and it won't scare you. Really, there is nothing there to hurt you. If you just don't think about it, so don't you think about it anymore. There's daddy's big boy." This certainly was not any sort of explanation, but still, Tommy did try hard not to think about it as daddy said. And now he really doesn't think about it at all anymore, or about Aunt Martha either. The hole was in the closet in Tommy's room, Tommy and Mama and Daddy lived in a not very big, not very new, frame house on the edge of the city and Aunt Martha lived with them. Tommy didn't, at least not yet, although there were promises, have any brothers or sisters, but he did have his own room and a family of his own, too. It was the extra bedroom and it had a closet that was cramped and with no light. Tommy liked his room. It was small with a small bed and it belonged to him along with his family of Mr. Bear and Old Rabbit and Koki Koala. It was also an easy crying range of Mama and Daddy's room and Aunt Martha's room. So if Mr. Bear, who was the timid one, got frightened in the night, Tommy could cry purely in Mr. Bear's behalf to bring help or at least company. Tommy and his family all liked the closet well enough too, except for the shelf that was out of reach even from the don't climb stool. The closet was good to hide in or play bear cave or rabbit hole and fine for finding missing toys after Mama had a spell of playing cleaning house. The day Tommy found the hole in the closet was the week after his third birthday. Daddy was at work, Mama was out shopping. It was a rainy afternoon, Aunt Martha was sitting with Tommy in the afternoon television. He was in his room with his family and they all agreed as soon as they heard the television coming on strong that it would be a very poor afternoon to waste on a nap. Besides, Mr. Bear's feelings had been hurt by having been somewhat left out of things recently in favor of new birthday presents, now largely broken or tiresome. To make it up to him, Tommy and Old Rabbit and Koki all agreed to play Bear Cave in the closet. It was a nice game and going well enough, except for some grumbling from Koki Koala who always wanted to argue and claimed that bears lived in trees, not caves. But then, and it was Mr. Bear's fault for wanting it darker so he could hibernate, the closet door shut tight. That didn't seem so serious at first. It would only mean a scolding for being out of bed when Aunt Martha would come to open it after Tommy hollered loud enough. And then there was the hole in the closet, back in the corner next to the broken drum. They all saw it, and they heard the ugly thing talking or thinking at them. It stretched out a part of itself at Mr. Bear, who was the closest. It didn't grab Mr. Bear, but he was terrified just the same. And none of them liked it. They didn't like it at all. The ugly thing couldn't come out of the hole because the hole wasn't big enough yet. But it tried, and it was making the hole bigger, and it kept thinking at them, red thoughts and hungry as it tore at the edges of the hole. The family all looked to Tommy, so Tommy cried and yelled. Finally, Aunt Martha heard him and came to open the door. Then the afternoon sunlight streamed across the floor into the closet and the ugly red thoughts from the thing pulled back, far back so you could barely notice them and you couldn't see the hole anymore even though you knew it was still there. At least Tommy and Mr. Bear and Old Rabbit and Koki Koala knew. After she opened the closet door and carried Tommy from the closet to the living room, Aunt Martha scolded she wasn't really mad because she had waited until a commercial interrupted her television program before answering the cries from the closet but she scolded because she was aunt martha and scolding was what aunt martha did a really good cry even one worked up strictly as a service for a companion takes a little time to turn off then after a few settling gulps tommy tried to explain auntie "'Aunt Martha, there's a hole in the cave, in the closet, and and there's a thing inside of it!' He looked at Mr. Bear, whom he was holding by one foot, and at Cokie, dropped by Aunt Martha on the sofa, for confirmation. Then, quickly, he wriggled down from Auntie's lap. "'Old Rabbit!' Bravely, Tommy ran to the closet and was relieved. The door was open and, in the gray afternoon light, the hole was still not to be seen. Old Rabbit, who always had a bad temper, was annoyed and snappish at having been left behind. But he was there and alright. Tommy rescued him and ran back to Aunt Martha. It was hungry, he continued his explanation. Aunt Martha, as always, was difficult. Who is hungry? You shouldn't be hungry, Tommy. You just had your lunch an hour ago, do you want a glass of milk?" Not me hungry, Tommy was impatient. Aunt Martha never seemed able to grasp any idea more complex than a glass of milk or wet pants. Little boys, in her mind, nearly always either wanted the one or had the other. Such things she could and did attend to with a virtuous sense of duty done. But anything else was beyond her. Tommy, are your pants wet? Tommy sighed in resignation and wet his pants. It was the only thing to do. Otherwise, Auntie would fuss and fume, accomplishing nothing, understanding nothing, and for the rest of the afternoon. 10 minutes later, in dry pants, he finished an unwanted glass of milk. Aunt Martha, conscience appeased, returned to soap opera. Tommy and his family, nap safely forgotten, played away the afternoon but not in the closet or even, as was usual on rainy days, in Tommy's room. Instead, finding Daddy's old briefcase full of papers, they played office in the family room with Old Rabbit grumbling about having to be Miss Wixie who drove the electric typewriter in Daddy's office. Mama and Daddy came home together at a bit after 5. Tommy took his scolding about messing up Daddy's papers in good part, he had expected it, but Aunt Martha was angry about the scolding she got for letting him, mild though it was. In retaliation, she said, Tommy, you were a naughty, naughty boy. And for being so naughty, you must take your big bear and your rabbit and the little bear or whatever the thing is and put them away in the closet and leave them there until tomorrow. No. No, 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 I, I won't, it isn't fair, Th- they weren't bad, I, I, the ugly thing is in the hole and it might come out, I, it's, it's hungry, and, and my family is all afraid. Tommy, Aunt Martha's voice was sharp. You stop that nonsense and put your toys. Wait, wait up now, said Daddy, who also lived in the grown-up world, but who sometimes tried to understand things. What is this about a hole in the closet? What about something being hungry? That's all, said Tommy. The ugly thing in the hole in the closet. It is hungry. There was more to it than that, of course, but how could a thing like that be explained through a wall of grown, closed minds? There was a hole in the closet. You couldn't exactly see it. You could only sort of feel seeing it, and the hairy thing, at least it seemed hairy and shapeless, or having many different shapes and a mouth and sharp teeth. And it had reached out with something and touched Mr. Bear and would have eaten him too if he had blood. But then it had pulled back from Mr. Bear and red hunger thoughts came stronger and stronger. Even now, stretching out from the hole where it was hidden there in the closet, Tommy could feel the reaching, greedy thoughts, but he couldn't explain all that. There's a hole in the closet. Tommy said again, but he knew that not even Daddy would understand. Of course Mama wouldn't, not Mama, who was loving but very busy and just sat so often dreaming or listening to baby sister that they said was in her stomach, so big and fat now as to leave little lap room. Mama was too occupied looking inward to look out much at Tommy. Daddy, to give him credit, was nearly always willing to look but there were so many things he couldn't see. Still, Tommy had to try. The ugly thing in the hole. It wants something to eat. Oh Tommy, such horrible nonsense. That was Mama. She wasn't even going to think about it. It is a question sometimes whether baby sisters are worth all the bother and trouble. Now Tommy, Daddy was being helpful. You say there's a hole in your closet, and that there's something in the hole? Well, sort of. Really, the ugly thing wasn't so much in the hole as on the other side of it, but that was close enough. Alright then, Tommy. Suppose you show it to me. What? Show me the hole, Tommy. Now? Yes. Uh, The hole in the closet? Tommy! Uh, Yes, Daddy. This wasn't going to work out to anything good, and Tommy didn't want to go back to the closet and close the closet door anyways. The thing didn't eat Mr. Bear because Mr. Bear didn't have blood, but Daddy had, and Tommy! They went to the closet. At least if he was risking a daddy, Tommy thought he was protecting Mr. Bear and the others. Now, where is this hole, Tommy? Uh, Over there, by the corner. Tommy pointed. Daddy went into the closet to look. Tommy started to close the door. In the black dark, Daddy would see what Tommy meant about the thing in the hole. From the outside, Tommy started to close the door. It was a small closet and hardly big enough for both of them. Tommy! What are you trying to do? Open that door! But… After all, the hole wasn't there, or scarcely seemed to be there, except in the dark. Open it up wider, hmm, (laughs) I I do believe, I do see, wait till I get my lighter, say, by George I believe you're right, there is a little hole there, looks like a mouse hole. There it was, as Tommy might have known, grown-ups will always avoid seeing the important things. Of course there was a mouse hole there, the home of the little old Mr. Mouse with the wiggly nose and the grey whiskers. He had been nice. But he wasn't there anymore and Tommy had a pretty clear idea of what had happened to him. That poor little old Mr. Mouse had had blood. But, but Daddy… It was hopeless. Dory! Martha! Daddy's hunting instinct was aroused. Have we got a mouse trap? Any cheese? There's a hole in that closet. A little old mouse hole and I'm going to… Well, perhaps this would be better than if he hadn't found anything. Tommy followed Daddy about as he finally located a mouse trap. No cheese? He cut a little piece of meat for bait. Of course Tommy knew no trap would catch the ugly thing. What in the world happened to my lighter? Daddy wanted to know. Tommy didn't answer that, but at least everybody. Even Aunt Martha had forgotten about shutting Tommy's family up in the closet. For now, that was enough. But later, after supper, after bath, after the shooting picture on the TV, it was time for bed. Daddy? Get on to bed now, son. Past bedtime. Hop to it. Daddy, I want to sleep with you and Mama tonight. Well, it was a mighty dark night. The afternoon rain had built up into a real storm. Mr. Bear was terrified, Koki was scared and even Tough Old Rabbit didn't want to sleep in Tommy's room with the ugly thing in the hole so hungry and waiting to rip its way out of the hole when it got dark enough. And only the streetlight outside the room to keep away the dark because they would never let Tommy keep his light on at night. My family and me don't want to sleep in my room tonight. Now Tommy, just because it's a little stormy, Daddy's big boy isn't afraid of a little wind and rain. I'm not afraid, Daddy. It's my family. You know how families are. You always say about Mama... Never mind that now. To bed. Your own bed. But Daddy, there's the ugly thing in the hole, and it's it's hungry. The mouse? Daddy went to look at his trap, switching on the light in Tommy's room came back in a minute. The Little Devil! Did Daddy know? No. The Little Devil got away with the bait, clean as a whistle. Only a little plaster dust or something left in the trap where I put the meat. Mr. Bear shivered. Now, don't be foolish, Bear. You don't have blood. The ugly thing won't get you, Tommy told him softly. But Mr. Bear wouldn't listen. He was a crybaby, a scaredy-cat, but to tell the truth, the real, honest truth, the whole family and even Tommy didn't feel too good about it. Tommy, what was that you were saying? Daddy, I want to sleep with you and Mama, me and my family, we're scared of that thing. Tommy knew it was no less than his duty to protect them all. Oh, now, Tommy, you don't mean to say you're afraid of a little old mouse, a big boy like you? Well, Mr. Bear is. I I don't- Daddy! It is there! Honest, it is! In that hole, and it's hungry, and it'll come out in the dark, and- Tommy, a little mouse! Get on into your room now, and no more argument! Tommy's face began to crumple. If he had to, He would fight this one out all the way, tears, tantrum, kick, scream, gasp, hold his breath and turn blue. Now, now Tommy boy. Daddy did mean well and sometimes he was even right and so Tommy always did try to do what daddy said. Tommy, you mustn't let things like that bother you. If we can't catch the little mouse, forget it. There's nothing more we can do so just don't think about it, you see? No. Don't think about it, that's all. There is nothing there that can hurt you if you just don't think about it. So don't think about it. That's daddy's big boy. Uh, Well, and then we can sleep with you and mama? Aunt Martha rang in her nickel's worth. Boy, ought to be ashamed to be afraid of a little mouse. It's not... Not what? Uh, It's Mr. Bear that's afraid of the... And you just stop that nonsense about those ridiculous stuffed animals, you hear me? Nobody should make such a fuss about a little mouse. Uh, Mama does, Mama! Tommy let two fat tears trickle down his cheeks, a warning, but he meant them to. Uh, Mama, can't we... Alright, alright, stop this stupid wrangling. You know how it gets on my nerves. For goodness sake, let him sleep with us tonight. Anyway, I don't blame him. I wouldn't sleep a wink in the same room with a mouse. Be sure you shut our door tonight, tight. You're spoiling the child, said Aunt Martha sourly. Auntie, said Tommy, I, I bet your chicken to let your door stay open. Well, huffed Aunt Martha, the impertinence! I certainly SHALL keep my door open! No mouse is going to keep me from getting good, fresh air! Tommy was a very bright little boy. Now, with the door shut in Mama and Daddy's room, and Aunt Martha's door open, he wouldn't think about the ugly thing in the hole, waiting for dark, real dark, to come out and eat. Alright, Tommy. This once you can sleep with your mother and me. Get on into bed and mind you sleep quiet and don't spread those stuff, your family, all over the bed either. Yes, Daddy, and and Daddy? What? I I won't think about it now, The, the thing in the hole. Tommy said his goodnights, tonight he even kissed Aunt Martha as if he meant it, and he took his family and he went to bed in Mama and Daddy's room. He did not think about the ugly thing. He went right to sleep, lying at the edge of the big, big bed. Tommy and Old Rabbit and Koki Koala and even Mr. Bear went right to sleep. Outside the wind blew hard and harder and the rain drove down and it was dark. The television reception was bad. Everyone went to bed early. Good night lights out. In Tommy's room it was quite dark, with only the faint, watery rays of the streetlight on the corner swimming in through the rain. In the closet there was a stirring, a fumbling, a tearing, and the hole in the blackness grew, was forced, bigger, wider, as the thing pushed and ripped at whatever was barring it from the warm, red, oozing food that it craved. It must have, it would have, and In a sudden gust, the wind blew harder still. Somewhere in town, blocks away, a wire fell and blue sparks flashed and crackled in the dripping night. In Tommy's house, the refrigerator went off, the electric clock stopped, the streetlight blinked once and was gone, and in Tommy's closet, there was a sudden, mighty surge of effort, a break, and something Not a sound, but something, a harsh and bloody sense or feel of rending greed flowing outward from the closet in a wave. Aunt Martha, in her sleep, said, No! Oh, no! Daddy interrupted a snore with a strained grunt. Mama whimpered softly and hugged to herself her swollen stomach. Tommy blinked and was awake. Soothingly, he patted Cokie and Old Rabbit. He squeezed Mr. Bear's paw, then he slipped his hand into the opening in Mr. Bear's overalls and took out Daddy's cigarette lighter. He knew how to work it, but first, he waited. Don't think about it, Daddy had told him, and he didn't think about it, really. But he couldn't help feeling it. The ugly thing was out, clear out of the hole now and moving. He could feel that, and the awful hunger moving with it. Aunt Martha's room was closest, and her door was open. Mama and Daddy's room was closed. The ugly thing moved fast, faster, and reached out, thirsting, hungering. From Aunt Martha's room came the quavering wail, and from the thing there flowed a sense of vicious, evil joy. There it was, but was it enough? Tommy hugged Mr. Bear once, tightly, and slipped noiselessly from the bed. He wasn't thinking about it, he couldn't, he wouldn't think about it, but he knew what he had to do. He had the lighter. At the bedroom door, he worked it, opened the door a crack, thrust it out, and then, in a little rush, back to bed where he lay quietly, and he didn't think about it. He and Mr. Bear, and Old Rabbit and Koki Koala. After a little, the sense of feeding hunger was gone, and the feel of the ugly thing was gone Back into the hole in the closet, forced back by the flickering yellow light of the flames started by the cigarette lighter. Then, when the smell of smoke grew thick in the room and he could hear the crackling of the fire burning the house, Tommy shook Daddy awake. It wasn't hard to get out through the bedroom window, except for Mama, but she made it all right. And Tommy had a little trouble holding tightly to each member of his family as Daddy lifted him out of the window, but they made it all right too. Of course, Aunt Martha didn't make it, how could she? But it was fun watching the firemen in the rain from the Krausmeyer's porch next door as the house and the closet with the hole in the closet all burned up together. Aunt Martha? Funny thing, Tommy heard one of the firemen say to another the next day, in the sunshine as they looked over the smoldering ash. The old bat must have been as dry as dust inside. 20 years in the department and I never did see a body so completely consumed. Teeth? A little bone? Hey, get on away from here, son! Get along on home with you!" Daddy and Mama said Aunt Martha had gone away on a trip. Tommy might have known pretty well where she had gone, if he had thought about it. But he didn't think about it. None of his family did. What for? Aunt Martha had had to go away, sure. She went. Alright, who missed Aunt Martha? Anyway, there were lights in all of the closets in the new house they moved to and lots of room for everyone, even baby sister. And there were no holes, not even mouse holes, in any of the closets. Published in the Worlds of If Science Fiction Magazine back in November of 1960, that was a short story by William W. Stewart called Don't Think About It. Hope you enjoyed that one. Kind of creepy, fitting for the time of year, right? If you've enjoyed this story and you want to hear more, of course, be sure to come back next week. I'll have another story here for you right at the same time. Of course, I'd love it if you could tell your friends, let your favorite book fans and book lovers know and storytelling fans that we've got something very cool going on and I'm sharing some amazing stories each and every week. You know, like I say, word of mouth, that's the best way to get the the story out about Faded Words Podcast. If you wanna keep up with everything we're doing here at Faded Words, I urge you go check out FadedWordsPod.com or find me on social media at FadedWordsPod. I'd love to hear from you guys. I love chatting about these stories. And even though I don't give my thoughts on the episodes anymore, you know, during this show, talking about the story, I would love to have a conversation with you on social media or on email or whatever works best for you. So head over to fadedwordspod.com. You'll find all the links right there. Of course, we'll be back here next time for another story. I hope you guys are ready for some more fun. I'm David Swiduck, and this is Faded Words.